The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why we decided it's important to look at what's being discussed online beyond the noise, the heart of the trends and issues. For our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica again. Morning. Good morning. Because social media gets such a nasty reputation. <laughs> beyond the noise, guys. Yeah, unfortunately. Actually, for our first story, maybe not beyond the noise. Um, there was a lot of excitement around the, the baseball season right here at home for us. Why? Because stadiums are packed with excitement fans to be returning at full capacity. That's right. And we haven't seen stadiums packed since the year 2019, which seems like such a long time ago. You know, it feels this is our third spring uh, since the outbreak of the pandemic, but it feels much longer. Yeah, the it really does. I think speaks volumes, which is why people are so excited to be returning to these stadiums. Listeners who tune into Arirang Radio are probably aware that uh, baseball is very, very popular here <laughs> in South Korea. Uh, baseball is back the season, and so are the fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2022 KBO season opened on Saturday with all 10 clubs in action at five stadiums across the country. Uh, ballparks swung their gates open <laughs> to welcome all of the fans at full capacity. Um, and like I said before, it's the first time the teams mm-hmm. have been able to do so mm-hmm. on opening day mm-hmm. since the year 2019. Mm-hmm. And by the way, KBO is celebrating its 40th season this year. We like it when things line up yep. and that's like a really good way to promote the return of the season. Yeah. 40 years of KBO. That's right. <laughs> uh, Korean baseball survived its early infancy. This was back in the 1980s. Mm. Went on to enjoy some healthy development throughout its teenage years in the 1990s <laughs> and into the early 2000s. Uh-huh. The financial crisis of the late 90s and the economic crunch that followed actually hit the KBO hard in uh, mm. its late 20s mm. but throughout the last decade the league won once again, flourished. However, the past two years have been very tough for the KBO. The mm-hmm. pandemic forced teams to be isolated from their fans and, of course, clubs from ticket sales. Not just ticket sales. You think about what the spectators go for, yeah. the food. It's a culture. The cheering equipment, no really equipment. Right. And all of that, it amounted to nothing without the spectators present. Mm-hmm. Teams have spent most of the past two seasons without any cheering crowd with strict COVID-19 protocols in place during this pandemic. That's right, but the KBO, it looks like it's set to bounce back. <laughs> evident from packed out stadiums over the past weekend. Yep. Uh, restrictions are being gradually eased this year and the KBO has decided to admit spectators at 100% capacity mm. at all of the venues from the start of the season. Mm. Uh, fans are also allowed to consume food <gasps> and drinks from their seats, which is a, a very welcome departure from the previous two seasons. Why does that sit so uncomfortably in my stomach? You can <laughs> eat at stadiums? Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, something to look forward to. It's back in full swing. Uh, last season's title was nabbed by the KT Wiz after a tiebreaker game, which was only the second time yeah. it took place in the league's history. That's right. Uh, the Wiz and Lions tied for the first place uh, at the top of the KBO. After 144 Oof. games, it's a grueling season. Uh, it forced the two teams to play a tiebreaker game like you said, for the second time in the league's history. Mm. KT, of course, won that game 1-0, advancing straight to the Korean series <laughs> where they beat uh, the Doosan Bears mm. to take the first title in the club's very short history. <laughs> I know a lot of dedicated Doosan Bears were so disappointed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, defending champions, uh, Katie Wiz started yeah. the season with a repeat of the very last game of the 2021 regular season, mm. taking on the Samsung Lions at home in Suwon on Saturday. Mm. Uh, they played in front of the largest crowd on Saturday, in fact, with 17,057 fans 
watching their home team beat the Lions 4-1 at uh, the KT Wiz Park in Suwon. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than 8,500 fans at Chungwon NC Park saw visiting uh, SSG Landers beat the home team NC Dinos mm-hmm. 4-0 in 10 innings mm-hmm. behind nine perfect innings by starter Wilmer <laughs> Font. Oh, and uh, over at Gwangju Kia Champions Field in Gwangju, LG Twins beat the home team Kia Tigers 9-0. The wow. game actually drew 16,740 42 fans. You can imagine what the vibe was like at these stadiums, right? <laughs> Even just based on pictures. I mean, if you see footage, that's a whole different yeah. story. But it's it's a lot to take in, honestly. It's a exactly. And the Tucson Bears got past the Hama Eagles 6-4 at home. Uh, Chamshil Baseball Stadium in Seoul with 16,271 fans on hand. Everyone counts. Yes. And over at Kochak Sky Dome again in Seoul, the visiting with the Giants pounded the Kim Heroes 7-2. And it's only starting. It's only starting. Yes. to look for to, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit that I've never been to a local baseball game ever. And oh, you should. I've been here for 10 years now, so I'm running out of excuses. Maybe this <laughs> celebrating 40 years of KBO yeah. is a perfect occasion for us to the check The thing it is, out. Uh, friends visiting from yeah. abroad, it's been a while because of the pandemic, yeah. but every time they visit Seoul, they want to go check out the baseball games. Is it more the baseball or the culture? Well, it could be both. Um, I, I think it's more the latter because <laughs> yeah. they don't follow the KBO. Okay. Uh, but uh, they're still really excited to go. They yeah. want to do everything yeah. that uh, baseball fans here in Korea do. It, like it looks like and great drink fun and, and I don't yeah. necessarily support one team, but maybe I can decide. <laughs> Finally, after yes. 10 years. <laughs> All right, jumping into our second story today, uh, Tong Oyeon, the talk of the town, one of the stars of Squid yeah. Game, uh, the model turned actress is apparently teaming up with an unlikely singer. Yeah. The weekend. Really? Yeah. This he is crazy. He took social media by storm over the weekend after he shared <laughs> a, a glimpse, a tiny glimpse uh, from his latest single, Out of Time. The music video is dropping tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the singer, uh, he recently performed at uh, the Super Bowl mm. halftime show mm. and uh, a lot of fans were excited with the over the photo that he shared uh, on Instagram that mm. features a Squid Game star Chung Hoyeon. Mm. Uh, the weekend uh, teased the news uh, on Friday mm. uh, with the screen capture and the caption "Out of Time Tuesday." Uh-huh. And Chung, of course, is tagged in the photo. I can't yet decipher what that means, but hey, it's just a teaser, right? I can already see the headline: "Weekend uh, dropping important news over the weekend." Yeah. <laughs> really corny right uh, okay so the big reveal is tomorrow it seems that's right uh, with the music video Mark Tong Hoyeon's first ever appearance in an American music video correct uh, it is her first time appearing in an American music video and Out of Time by the way is a song on the weekend's album Dawn FM mm. and uh, the photo shared by the, the artist it shows well the two together inside what looks like an elevator <laughs> And she's all smiles. Is is she the love interest? I have no idea. See, that's I'm guessing. That's what we're guessing. Yeah. But who knows? They could have a weird twist and turn. Something to look forward to. It's coming out yeah. on Tuesday local time, which means for us, we'll be checking out on Wednesday. Yep. All right. I hear The weekend also broke a certain record on Spotify. That's right. Uh, he recently topped Spotify's list of most listened artists, Whoa. leaving behind Justin Bieber, who has held the record with close to 84 million monthly listeners. I 
don't know when Justin Bieber became like the yardstick to measure yeah. pop culture success, but yeah. that just sounds monumental. The weekend out to Justin Bieber's yep. record, guys. That's uh, right. And on to another local film festival that kicked off over the weekend. It's relatively new. I mean, compared to, I don't know, Busan International right. Film Festival, but uh, it's still one of the more talked about ones because it's close to nature. We love yeah. that. Um, it usually has a pretty like hippie theme, like bring everybody together. Yeah, <laughs> true. It kicked off on Friday. That's right. The Ulju Mountain Film Festival kicked off this year's festivities on Friday. Mm. Uh, it's bringing together a selection of over 148 nature and Whoa. adventure-themed international movies and documentaries. This year's festival is themed Always With You, mm. uh, and it's held in the mountainous county of Ulju in Ulsan, which is in the southeastern uh, coast of South Korea. Mm. Uh, the, the festival is going to run until April 10th. All which right. is this Sunday, mm. and the opening ceremony was held at Yongam Alps Welcome Center. So it does feature a lot of titles. It's yes. a little overwhelming. But, you know, I think it's more appropriate this year than ever before, because what were we lacking during the pandemic? Adventure. Yeah. I mean, I live vicariously off of people uploading images and videos of their own town, yeah. but it was quiet and empty. And That's right. I don't know. I like living vicariously off of these movies. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> All right. So now, lots of movies from 42 countries. That's right. Mm. Uh, the 44 films, uh, 44 films out of the 148 films yeah. are also available on the film festival's online platform as really? well. Yeah. www.umff.kr. Yes, that's right. Okay. Which uh, piece opened the festival this year? Because if you're overwhelmed, this is where you start. Opening film, closing film. Yeah, yeah. The American documentary film title titled The Alpinist, mm-hmm. uh, which is co-directed by Peter Mortimer and uh, Nick Rosen, opened mm-hmm. the festival. And of the submitted films, 30 works from 14 countries were selected for the international competition section, mm-hmm. uh, which is divided into three different topics, in- including alpinism and climbing, adventure and exploration, and nature and people. It just sounds so ohm, no, except for alpinism and climbing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I cannot relate to that. <laughs> now, I do want to mention one thing, which is that this year's festival has selected late mountaineer Kim Hong-bin as the recipient of the Special Achievement Award uh, to commemorate his challenge and achievements. Mm. Now, he became the first disabled person to scale all 14 of the world's highest mountains. Mm. Uh, They're collectively called Eight Thousanders. And, um, you know, one Mm. very important thing to mention that he was missing all 10 fingers. And despite, it seems, legitimate reasons to even just maybe sit around do absolutely nothing. He was an adventurist until the very last moment. That's right. He went missing after reaching the top of the 8,047-meter-high broad peak located in the Karakoram Range mm. on the Pakistani-Chinese border. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's why this year's festival is uh, honoring, honoring the late him. Kim Hong-bin. That's really special. That's right. Uh, is there another film that maybe you want to invite our listeners to check out? Yeah, the closing. Mm. <laughs> uh, the closing film, of course, of this year's uh, festivities mm. is... Uh, Andre Hoffman mm. and uh, Katrine Milhan's Night Forest. Mm. Uh, for those of you who are curious, the price of online tickets is currently set at 5,001, uh, which is a little over four dollars, mm. while a single offline screening ticket costs 3,001. Uh, it's really cheap, I know. <laughs> I'm kind of mind blown yeah. because have you guys gone to theaters recently?
recently, it has it's like triple of what that is. That's right. So, so you know, go check it out if you can. Um, make sure to check the screening schedules mm-hmm. of your favorite films on the film's website. Lena mentioned it before, but just a reminder, www.umff.kr. I'll be sure to do that. Thanks, Erica. <laughs> Welcome. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.